Educating Our Veterans is the platform that helps you understand how to get to your own creative resiliency solutions. And each week, we bring you trailblazing guests that want to share their story and their testimony of how they made it. Well, how they made it where? into their natural purpose. For me, the fourth rung of happiness is giving back in the way of safety and education. And that's why today's subject matter expert, that is, is Ms. April Whedon. Welcome to the Christina Silva Show, April. Hi, how are you today, darling? Good to see you. So happy to have you back after a separation in person. We are still persevering in the industry of Hollywood and helpfulness. Yes, ma'am. Can I get an amen? Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Such a joy, April. So I have to tell our guests how much we appreciate them. And it it goes with a lot of affirmation for your accomplishments. And so I just want the world to know that April is someone that loves our troops. And she has taken the stunt world by storm and has built a resume of unparalleled accomplishments through her dedication and loyalty because it's not easy. And as we feature you as our guest in Black History Month and in the female realm of persevering as a professional in the stunt world and in Hollywood as an actress, mother, director, producer, and all the rungs there in between, we want everyone to know that being an African-American is actually, I would have to call it a title of excellence. And so therefore, we share some of your accomplishments like doubling for numerous high-profile celebrities, including Ms. Regina King, God bless her heart and soul, with her family, Halle Berry, Jennifer Lopez, Yvette Nicole Brown, Brandy, Jennifer Lewis, and let's mention Vanessa L. Williams, Taraji P. Henson, and Gabrielle Union, just to name a few. April, that's amazing. So are your bones aching this morning from jumps and running through fire? Yes, I'm... um... After a 30-year career, I feel some aches and pains and joint, you know, when you're, you know, joint pains. But when you're a physical person and you've jumped off buildings, get set on fire, crash cars and fight and hit that ground, then, yeah, after a couple of years, you do start to feel a little bit. (laughs) Well, you've been stunt coordinating since the beginning and you've taken 30 years with projects, including all of those feats, and you've done international car commercials, and you're currently working on some projects that I love called A Black Lady's Sketch Show for HBO, and you're also stunt coordinating for Netflix on a hit comedy show that has me absolutely (laughs) having fun on the airplanes around the world, The Upshaws, and when you're not jumping through plate glass windows, tell us about you and what's truly going on, why you would accept an interview educating our veterans live. Well, first and foremost, I'd like to thank each and every veteran for serving our country. Their dedication and desire to even want to do that is admirable. So I'd like to say thank you. And I do care. Um, yeah, I, I, it's a passion of mine to see every veteran that comes home to be a part of the fraternity, stay in the fraternity of veterans, and that if they need housing, If they need anything, any resources or anything like that, I can be of some form of aid to them. And so through our church, Dominion Hilltop Ministries, with my husband, Bishop John White, we go out and we feed the homeless daily. And then we also look specifically for our veterans so that we can really assist them. And I have friends even who are former vets, like in the Air Force and, you know, 
maybe they don't know certain things and I'm starting to learn more and more. So I just want to be helpful. Thank you so much. I mean, you just hit home to what clean writing style productions are. CRS Productions, it's Christ resurrected into salvation in my life and in yours. But we invite everyone to see the light. And that's what people find in our joyous plight on the airwaves and in TV and film. We can help everyone see that there is hope. No matter which way you look at it, there is hope. So if you're listening today and outreach every week, we give you these resources and platforms, but truly, our testimonies of what we've been through ourselves mm-hmm. and how we've overcome every day for me as a U.S. Marine Corps veteran is a plight mm-hmm. to dispel depression, dispel minority trials in the workplace, dispel being last or sitting in the back or something like that. It's not being educated that people are divided. And so with Mm -hmm. the pandemic, we have another bridge and wall to break down today. And if you'll join with me and and start out the show, the flip side way, that will make you our civilian honoree military voice. Oh, wow. Thank you. Well, April, (laughs) you're going to make me cry. You know, I'm such a big old crybaby. Lord Jesus. (laughs) I'm your Marine Corps boot camp instructor. And from Cammie's two civvies, that's civilian to uniform. We're going to take you into the military realm and we're deploying you as a registered 30 year stunt coordinator into a reverse interview. We're going to ask you the questions upside down so that our audience will know that we have to be ready. So first of all, I give the guests a portal into my life. I'm going to use the last week of what happened to me. I was going out helping veterans myself, just uh-huh. like you had mentioned in housing, health, employment, and education. And I go out and look for these amazing promotional products to Ooh. give them to produce my events and events as a congregator from above, bring people together so they can silently be moved by what's going on. So I get to the convention in the heart of America at Dallas-Fort Worth, and all of a sudden, 65 degrees to 19 and minus eight with the wind chill. I brought yoga pants, one suit, (laughs) no jacket, and got snowed in and couldn't make my flight. So sometimes people call it the universe. I call it Jehovah will slow you down and sit you down so you can have a time to regroup redress, reformat, reset, and rebound. It was incredible, April. So now what I would like to ask you, which I was going (laughs) to say at the end of the show, why veterans? Okay. So veterans have kudos, kids understanding deployment operations. And you're a kid basically because you've never been in the military, but you empathize with what it takes to be temporarily homeless, temporarily looking for a job trying to get your whole military resume to sound Mm -hmm. like the corporate resume. And you want to be there to help people find adequate, ample housing, not a tent, not a 72 foot truck rehabbed, not a, not a land way out in the middle of meth country. Our veterans have paid the price for us to be. Here's the question. If I asked you what you just said, being a civilian about wanting to help veterans, what would you be willing to give up in your Hollywood career today? What would you be willing to give up out of your closet and your bank account to help? Well, first of all, I'd be willing to give up everything. 
um, you know, it's a passion of mine to help veterans and to see like there's this one young man named Joe, won't mention last name, took us six years to gain his trust when he came back from serving. And he's he makes music. He's a producer. You know, he had all these dreams and aspirations and goals. And he said to me, Miss April, I want to come to church. I want to come inside, but I want to wear my pajamas. So I said, you know what? It's okay, Joe. You can wear your pajamas. And so I announced in church and I told my husband I was going to announce it. I said, we are all going to wear pajamas. And if you want to wear pajamas to church, you can. And so that was the opening to my conversation with this wonderful veteran who was on the street and we bought him a suitcase. We got him um, a speaker and a guitar so that he could play um, and and do what he loves. Now he's off the street. He's living in a, a wonderful place and he's safe and living life. It's, it's sometimes hard to gain the trust of veterans when they first come home or when they've fallen short or, you know, something has happened to them. So I just want to be a help. That's all. I, I, I don't mind giving up everything. I really don't. I really don't. And my April Whedon Community Development Corporation is something that I really would like to get going where I'm not our, because right now we're feeding daily and looking for the veterans, but I want a place, a safe place for them to come where they know that they're going to get the resources and the help that they need. Um, I currently do house veterans and have been for, I guess, about six years now, as well as um, mothers who uh, come out of a divorce and don't have good credit scores. Oftentimes our veterans credit scores, they might not even remember what a credit score is or what to do, or they may not even know the importance of it. So just educating. And like I say, I, I would give up everything to, 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 to assist a, a veteran with whatever they needed. I just want to say every time I'm on the show, we have a moment of silence for the lost, the fallen, our heroes, the moms, the children, the families, the deployed in lands far away. We don't know the cost of freedom until we've served or we gain the heart like April Whedon, First Lady, has described. So to Joe and to all the veterans over the years that she has helped, to all the veterans that I have touched, it is a duty that we call coveted to help you find that hand up. And so I'm just so honored to have you today to just know that our work is not in vain and that someone is going to be changed to know that they can reach out to your church. So share with us the the mighty name of the church, the location, the address, your social media, and then I will be able to give back the veteran crisis information. Take it away. Well, that would be great. That would be great. Yeah. Well, we right now, because of COVID, the pandemic, we don't have a church, a physical building. However, we have six churches around the world that we service. My husband is the bishop over six churches around the world. So how you get in touch with us is through my husband's Facebook page. And he goes live every Wednesday at um, 7.30 Pacific Standard Time. And he goes live on Sundays at 1230 Pacific Standard Time. His name is B as in boy, small J as in Jack White, W-H-I-T-E, B-J White on Facebook. We're talking with April Whedon White, our special guest today, because she's come on the show. Now in the foxhole, as you noticed when I introduced April, I said the word fox. In the foxhole, when you have a buddy and you're at war and you are underneath the ground hiding from the enemy, you've got to have mental, physical, social, and spiritual 
readiness, but it has to be aligned. And who do you trust in the midnight hour when it is, I'm talking, pitch black. Black. In Dallas, people have no man-made electricity light, but the sun, the moon, and the stars henceforth shall shine. Who are you trusting today in your foxhole? And who do you remember if your foxhole buddy has been taken away? If you ever need to reach out, you have to be charged with the duty to take care of yourself. And if you can't ask for help, you have yes. to touch somebody, yes. make a face, um, put a put your hand up to your mouth if you're hungry. Somebody's going to respond after this show. I'm Christina Silva with my family. We've been serving eight years from the ground on a grassroots, yeah. giving away jackets and sweatshirts, food, small amounts of denominations of money. And, but the resources of a smile, a hug, <laughs> and the willingness to be in our pajamas and our boots helps people know they are still connected, yes. even though the church is online. So we just want to thank you and invite you that if you have a major situation and you need clinical help because we are just givers of our voices to encourage you. You can reach out to the VA at 800-273-8255. That's 800-273-8255. And if you're not a religious person, God will do the work on your heart. You know, get your phone, ask somebody to share their phone and look up B.J. White's services, their archives, you can listen to it anytime because yes. the word anytime. is alive and it will reach you. I promise you there's an angel unaware. Somebody knows. So I'm still on the same trip of last week and the <laughs> breakfast at the Marriott closed at 9.30 a.m. Central Time, April. I went down there far beyond 9.30's cutoff of the banquet area. And you know, you've traveled your whole life in 30 years. They are very sharp about food hazards and guidelines. They take the coffee down and the food away because they have to meet deadlines. And I went down there literally one mm-hmm. pancake left, which I didn't eat. I wanted to get the, the juice in the coffee because it was so cold. I mean, mm. frigid. The wow. lady was like, last lady in front of me was like, I said to her, God is good. Her eyes busted wide open because I'm talking about the whole Dallas, huge second largest airport in the world had closed down. So all the hotels were full with airport workers. And she just said, what? And I said, (laughs) God loves you today. And I don't, you know, I'm just sharing with her that I'm so grateful. I'm so cold that the lady hadn't closed the buffet. Just talk, you know, and I'm thankful. She was looking out into the snow, which is rare in Dallas. Because the year before they had those pipes burst and it was this big, it was very, very odd and weird, special, miraculous time. She said, I've been trying to come back to the Lord for years. I don't know why you just said that. And she broke down crying an airport where she turns out to be this director of a large international airports manpower retired air force i'm like what what look at us i end up having my contracting world exactly like her career she was blown away could have never happened we're both late to the buffet unbelievable somebody loves you and it's the lord out there if you're listening and he'll send you human contact even though social media is trying to take it away so are you moved by what you're hearing I'm extremely moved by what I'm hearing. And most of all, I am so proud to see 
where God is taking you, where you have gone, and what you have been doing for these veterans. I've been watching you um, for the past couple of months, like last year and then into this new year on LinkedIn. And I'm just so impressed with all that you're doing. I strive to get my April Weedon Community Development Program up and going. I strive to get a veteran's heart going with my board of directors and continue feeding, continue resources, you know, so I'm just so happy to know you. And I'm so happy to see how you've grown into what God wants you to do, wants you to be, and to be a resource and a conduit to veterans who feel like they have lost hope or feel like they might be losing their mind or may feel like they want to take their own life. No, God is there. He's in the house. He's with you. He's 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 there with each and every veteran who has served, who has who is serving those who are overseas right now. My prayers go out to them. And I just say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for what you're doing, Christina. I'm so and that's why I wanted to do this interview with you, because I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. And look at God. At a time when I actually need more resources, you have what I need. So I just thank God. I'm just, God, he never fails us. He has never failed me. He has never, God has never let me down. He has never failed me. He's guided my footsteps in Hollywood with all the people that I've stunt double, all the people that I mentor, currently working on a Black lady sketch show. It just fell in my lap. And I say, thank you, Lord. Why? Because I'm able to mentor other Black stunt people, stunt men and women that want to be stunt coordinators. Now I'm training them, the next generation. I have got to do that. And, And as a veteran, you can do that as well. Once you come out of whatever you've come out of and you've come out of serving and whatever, now you can be a mentor, someone that can guide other veterans into the legacy that they're to leave here on earth. You are valuable. You are cherished. You are wanted. You are loved. We are loved by the most high. And I just thank God for everything that has happened. Even this interview, this is God. This is all the Lord. I had nothing to do with this. Fans, this is the Christina Silva show. It is raw and natural every time. I (laughs) promise you when I do this show, people end up talking about things they never imagined, the power of their own words. And when we listen back to the show, it gains more and more reviews on Voice America with 360 countries. We're reaching internationally more than America. And it is only about if one set of ears feels the unprecedented pure and natural hope imparted when two or more are gathered it is not church but it ends up being church it is about trying to get rid of anything that is separating you from your true divine purpose and the more you are humble and lowly the more you will shine and become a brilliant star and God's eye is on the sparrow God made the birds to have food and God served those in the desert for over 40 years but some did not make it to that promised land we have to hold on nose to the grindstone and we have to set goals we have to give ourselves the chance to accept what we have done as a fault let it go ask for repentance and then Mm. move on so let's translate that into dallas i had to look around and see why i was on the trip i started thinking was i supposed to come here i never had this pattern of thinking april i'm like you know is this the convention i'm supposed to be in what is divine 
the lady, she said, you have literally, I'm going to rejoin the air force. She's going back in. Wow. Do some more service to the world. She said, you are my confirmation. I thought, you know, today, what you've said about us working together, it takes two. The Lord said the foxes are in holes. Why? For a purpose. So never be embarrassed about where you came from. That's the glory of where you're going. And the more hard your situations are to overcome the further God has for you to go would you say yes I would say the further God has you to go but for me sometimes the hardest things ends up being my blessing so you got to push through you got to fight you got to keep going you got to really push and know that you're going to come out of it cry if you must you know work out you know, start a healthy diet, drink more water, do what's necessary to get you where you need to go. Surround yourself with a tribe, get you a tribe of people who can actually be an asset to you. As a veteran, there are so many resources available. There's help available. If you're feeling suicidal, if you feel like you just can't make it, there's help. There's a help hotline. Um, there, There is uh, hotlines for veterans whose spouses have passed away. There's burial benefits. There's benefits that I'm educating. A lot of the veterans don't even know that after a loved one has passed away, they can be buried in um, a proper place where other veterans still apart again. There we go again, part of the fraternity. You will never be left alone. Even in death, veterans are not left alone. Their spouses are not left alone. There are so many resources, Christina, and we've got to get the message out that there is help. Like I'm helping a veteran now that served in the Air Force in the 50s. He's never received any of compensation for being injured, hurt, or anything. So now he has a lawyer. We got him a lawyer um, through the Jewish Federation, and he's going to be able to get his benefits now. He's going to be able to get the help that he needs. He's going to be able, there's HUD, to get housing. He's going to be able to get his housing paid for through HUD, VASH. There's um, here in Los Angeles, LA Housing Authority. So many resources. And if we just can just remember as civilians that these veterans have protected us to be able to even walk down the street. And you as a vet, you always remember that when you're feeling low or you're feeling like, oh, my life is over. No. Do you realize that the reason why we're able to even go inside of a store, the reason why we're able to even go across the border, come back and do all that we do is because we're being protected by you, the veterans. Yeah. We're being protected. We're protected. And I just thank God for veterans. The mentality of a veteran has to be that of. I am a protector even when I have served and now I'm home as a civilian. Tammy's two civvies and world. We want you to know that on active duty, you are a veteran in transition, whether you're about to retire or one day you're going to safely retire, you and your family need an advanced pathway. So we have our mission, which is to create resources, platforms, and pathways to current and evolving resources. So you, as Miss April Whedon White is sharing, will not miss out upon. You'll be already equipped. You're educating along the way. You're staying informed. That is the purpose of this show. And being proud of one another 
is not being Hollywood celebrities. It's being Mm -hmm. proud of one another that we've stepped into the office of the hard labor yet easy burden of service. Because sometimes I wake up and say, people don't know if I'm really doing this for my own gain or am I really doing it because I love people. Charity is the greatest gift. Yes. And so I see in you true love for our military. And I just want to applaud you for that. Because I asked you last night, I'm like, wait a minute, didn't I just (laughs) see you at the rodeo? (laughs) Yeah, well, my love for horses is something, I love horses, I don't have horses, I haven't had horses in over 10 years, but I do love horses, and I would love to build a facility where veterans could have a safe place to come and tend to horses and train and ride and just get out of their heads and um, horseback riding is so special to me. I was a professional barrel racing uh, b- barrel racer. I was a professional barrel racer with um, the Professional Barrel Racing Association and several other associations. Um, but, you know, God willing, it, it, everything that I would like to see is going to happen. And I know that because I do believe. So yes, therapy and horsework and riding horses and grooming them is, is it's amazing. It's amazing therapy. <laughs> Amazing. We have not gone by the script by any means, but in this segment of the Christina Silver Show, we have given you pure love. And we hope that just today there's a glimmer of hope that you would want to seek out the next part of your dreams. And so when you decided to become this stunt person and riding horses and and taking part in all of the highlights of being the stunt person for many names we look up to today and we watch and that we're entertained by, they have a story as well. Share with me as a little girl when you knew that is what you wanted to pursue. Did your parents teach you about horses and the love? Did you tell us about your inspiration? Well, my inspiration was my ex-husband and he taught me how to ride horses. And what led from that was me being um, in the associations, all the horseback riding associations and hence forward, because a lot of cowboys are stunt performers. I was privileged to meet Terry Leonard, Walter Scott, Ben Scott, the Scott family, all these amazing rodeo people who were stunt coordinators, which afforded me the opportunity to what? I rode horses. I was one of the best. And so what did that do? That led to even more of my career being enhanced because I was able to ride. Then I began breeding horses. I had a standing stallion at one time. Um, So I know how to breed horses. I also know how to run boarding stables. I ran boarding stables for over 14 years. So the business side of running horses and breeding horses and stabling horses and bringing the sheriff's department over to the ranch so that we could get children out of the concrete jungle. Some of them had never even touched a horse. They had never seen a horse. They had never been beside a horse. And so that was something that was a passion to me. Mentoring is very important to me. Giving back to the next generation is very important to me. Seeing people come into the dreams, I have a gift of knowing when I look at somebody what they should or should not be doing. Oftentimes, I don't even say what they should not be doing. I focus on what they should be doing. It. I drop the mic, walk away, and if they need my assistance, drop carefully it. contact me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Horses, well, that were my life, and God is good, and one day I will have another horse. And God is so good because Kiki Shepard and Bill Pickett's rodeo brought me to you. And that's when I met you, April Whedon White on the Christina Silva Show. Self-scripted questions about April and her career. (laughs) Stay tuned for more. I'm still laughing with joy about what we talked about seriously from the heart and from my gut with you, April. You have affirmed 
my journey for 2022. And it's to be more overt about my pleasure that comes from the Lord and being more unashamed about the true mission and what fuels me and saves me. And you had said to me, thank you, God, that you have saved me and given me these, these amazing projects to work on. And I don't know where that project came from, but thank you, oh Lord. So when you were a kid, did you grow up in a, a faithful family foundation? I did. My mother, I thought, was atheist, and I didn't know it. And after her passing in 2008, I found out that she was more of a believer than most people who profess on a regular basis. And that taught me something. That taught me in her quietness and not putting it out there how much she loved the Lord and all like that, not being boastful about it and everything. This quiet woman, but with a loud voice that changed many lives, and she was a special ed teacher, loved the Lord so much. And she allowed me to find my Christianity, to find my way. And once I did that, it was like I would run through the neighborhood picking up children saying, you have kids? Can we go to the, can we go to, can we go to Sunday school? And it's just been nonstop. And even now um, I've got to open a shelter for women. I just have to, because I always get that phone call. I always get that call. We've got a woman here with a child and we need your help. So I'm saying this all to say that in my childhood, it was just a natural progression. And I've been told that my mother, by several of her friends, I didn't know this, but was grooming me to be a first lady. And I was like, what? I was like, <laughs> I was like nobody told me that. Wow. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Being a first lady and a mom to others. First, you have to be a mom to your own. Yes. Tell us about your parenting skills and the, the beloved parts of being a mom to a, a daughter. Well, what I've learned is to listen. That's the beloved part of being a mom. We won't always agree and we can agree to disagree. And we have our challenges with our children. I know I do, especially in this society of social media, which is something I did not grow up with. I didn't grow up with Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn, your book, my book, his book, Facebook. It used to be MySpace. I didn't grow up with all of that. So <laughs> as a parent, you got to listen to these children or else you're going to lose them. I've learned. So I'm raising her. She's 19. I'm thankful. I thank the Lord for her every day. She's truly gifted, truly a gift from God. She's my miracle baby. And I just, I just thank God for the challenges even. Um, And so I've learned as a first lady that the challenges that I go through really, to be honest with you, are not for me. I may go through a thing, but I don't go through that in the rearing of my child for me and the lesson that comes from it it's for someone else. So I've been able to help other mothers when they have the challenges of their, even their, even grandmothers and grandfathers of their, their children acting out at the age of 17, 18, 19. They don't understand it. Well, I've already been through that. I've already been through the whole, how do you get through to your child? Listen and really listen and don't judge them, but be a listening ear an example. I had my daughter come to me one day. She goes, mom, I really had something hard to do. I can't remember what it was at this time, but she goes, I was really hard, but I watched you, mommy. I watched you conquer and never give up. And she said, that's why I was able to do that. And I was just looking at her like, okay, so she sees me and she understands. So me as a mom, to answer your question, I lead by an example. Mm. I've fallen short. I'm not perfect. I've made mistakes in the raising of my child, but that's what life's about is we make mistakes, we learn and we move on. 
Incredible. Thank you for sharing that. I'm a mom as well. And I love my sons and I look at you and your daughter and it's such a prize to be a mom with a a daughter that's a, a baby and now a grown woman. And the rewards are silent when our children will give us inklings that they've actually watched us by example lead or watched us in society or, you know, admire our careers from afar. Um, I want to applaud my sons today. They helped me with our family foundation, Cammy's to civvies. They are a silent series of today's world's weaponry coming against the digital divide with arts, music, and also their, their talents growing up in a military environment with those types of anxieties that could come with it. And it's a daily challenge, but we, we've empowered mm-hmm. through our seminars and workshops and also engaged and invited ages from zero to age 30. Mm-hmm. And we have that story in real time to share. So I just want to applaud my sons for sticking with me in this foundation to give back because volunteerism has truly saved my life. And it has made mm-hmm. me understand what they've gone through to get beyond. And so I love it. I'm having a great time on this interview. Mm-hmm. And I want to move into some of the parties that you've played that have inspired you and and to learn how you get prepared for situations. Because in the first segment, we talked about taking that first step toward your healing takes the courage to reach out or call someone or touch someone. So you get this big project and you know, you're going to play the Halle Berry, the one of the actresses that you have recently played. How do you prepare to do that? Train. I still train to this day. I still train. Um, Even though I'm a stunt coordinator now, not so much doing the stunt, even though I just worked on CSI Las Vegas and I had one take, one car and one window to break a crowbar and hit it and break it. One take. I'm known as a one take wonder. Mm. I try to just get in there, get out and do my job and go. So answer, ask me your question one more time. <laughs> when you're playing the one and only Regina King, Halle Berry, Jennifer Lopez, on and on, and Taraji P. Henson with Gabrielle Union, just mm-hmm. to name a few, how do you prepare to oh. double mm-hmm. for them, their body movements? And, you know, yes. so the audience yes. will know there's, see, the military wants authenticity from their experts. We have to actually mm-hmm. know their life and what they go through for the sacrifice mm-hmm. Same with an actress. I'm a stunt double as well. That's how mm-hmm. I met you with my one, one take wonder as Mary J. Blige. We, she w- went through many stunt people until I was able to embody her presence and figure on a chopper. So I was asking you, how do you prepare? Yeah, I train. So if I know what the stunts, usually the stunt coordinator is going to tell you what the stunt is that you're going to do. And so if it's martial arts, I brush up on all my martial arts. I get more in the dojo. Um, If it's, if it's, if it's doing a high fall, I, I go out, I practice my high falls, you know, at a facility where it's safe under the direction of a professional like Shane Anderson, I I would go to his place. Um, If it's driving, I go to Willow Springs in Lancaster, California, um, which is an amazing place to learn how to drive the motion picture driving. So whatever it is that I am going to be asked to do, then I brush up on that. And even as a stunt coordinator, oh my gosh, if I've got a big fight scene with like maybe four people, I'm constantly watching Jason Bourne. I'm watching uh, all these different movies and just looking at movement. And when I'm going to double an actress, I actually studied study that actress and I become her. I'm known as a, not just a one take wonder. I'm also known as a chameleon. And so it's like, if you put me next to Halle Berry, you're not going to be able to tell us apart. There. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. 
Yeah. And if you put me next to an actress, Regina King, or like I doubled her on this Christmas, you're not going to be able to. And so while I'm there, I don't stay in my trailer. I go on the set and I watch the actress, even how she eats, how she walks, how she talks, how she, if she's left-handed, if she's right-handed. So that's how I prepare, how she walks, how she runs, all of that. I mimic everything. So, yeah, I, I put in a lot of work. It's a lot of head work, a lot of space inside here, inside your head that goes on in preparation for a film that people see the finished product, but they don't know what that performer has done to get that essence of what they're bringing forth on film, television, commercials, or short films, whatever it may be, even theater, you know? So I'm a theater, uh, I was a theater minor also and dance minor in college at Chapman University where I graduated from. And I, I just believe in studying, studying what and practicing what you want to do or what you want to become. Studying to show yourself approved is amazing. If you're listening and you have any desire to become a stunt person, (laughs) where does it start and what do we do? Training, kudos, kids understanding deployment operations. We love you. Thank you to our parents that deploy and take their kids Mm -hmm. through. Many kudos that our charity has supported over the years. Kids don't Mm -hmm. know, but what they do remember is that their parents dearly love them when they depart. Suicide is real. Suicide um, can be conquered. And if you're hurting, you must reach out to somebody. You know, this thing called life is not always easy. And we oftentimes don't even know the signs, but we have to start being aware of little words that someone may say or the isolation that all of a sudden somebody who was very close to you, they pull away. Um, We've just got to be a more kinder, humanity driven society where we not only care about our veterans, which that is my passion, but we care about one another. We have got to really, you know, dig. And if you feel something, I know myself, there's often times I'll tell parents that I'm counseling, I'll say, you know, your child is really struggling with something and you, we need to get to the bottom of, uh, of that trauma. Yeah, because sometimes people have sustained so much trauma and then all of a sudden here comes the pandemic, here comes COVID, you know, here comes, you know, stimulus check here, stimulus check not, you know, uh, we, we are, we're going to give you money for your children. Now we're not going to give you money. Uh, the, the, the rate of, uh, what do you call it? Um, the, the, the money that is given when people work, I can't even think of it because my brain is working so fast right now, but the, the pay rate. You know, in California, it's up to what, $16 an hour. It should be like $20 an hour. You know, I mean, those people are essential workers. They're out there and they're working. So I don't know, just life, you know, suicide, you know, and drugs. I just lost Mm -hmm. a brother two drugs. Uh, he was a, a huffer, a carburetor fluid. You know, we all tried to help and, and did the best that we could, what we can. We as individuals who live here, us human beings, just have to be as compassionate as possible. Be that source and be resilient in our own because we struggle as well. Yes. Us as our helper, you know, I'm a helper. I'm a first lady. I'm in Hollywood and, and, and you just never know. Like you were saying earlier, we've got to be that light. Yes. And teach other people that they can be the light as well. You can be the light. You can be that person that's going to help and volunteer and, and, you know, get what you deserve, especially as a veteran, get everything you deserve, everything that's owed to you, get it. And it's there. The resources are there. And I know, you know, all the resources that are available. 
Amen so. to that. And I don't know all the resources, but I know <laughs> just enough to be dangerous for the Marine that I am once and always. And Semper Fidelis <laughs> means always faithful. I'm always faithful to you. And I'm just calling around through my guests that come on the show, willing and able to be resourceful tentacles of health. And every life is so valuable. And so the, the traumas that we've mentioned, if you are party to that, and we don't know you or we use the names we use today because it's close to our hearts that we honor each and every person and we don't throw around names and we're very, very responsive and, and caring towards trigger words. So forgive us if we've said anything to, to offend anyone. We want to move and get to the heart and soul of loving you and thanking you for listening today. And April, we close every show with an opportunity. And I just feel moved to say, would you kindly offer someone to know the Lord. Would you kindly close the show with a safety tip and and kind of a first lady's covering for our troops and our families during this time and dispel COVID-19 and the effects of change so we can educate our veterans live about how real life is. It's from smiling to travailing to breathing, crying, and then joy comes this morning. Thank you so much. Yes, Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you praise and we give you honor on this day, Lord. We thank you for those veterans that have served and those who are serving as we speak, Father God. We thank you for the deployments that have taken place and a covering for those deployments that no weapon formed against them shall prosper as they go in to places that we as civilians oftentimes don't even know about. We thank you. We thank you for the military, which is like a fraternity, Father God, that no one, no one will be left behind. No one will feel like they can't make it, Father God. And if they do, Lord, we just ask right now a special covering, a covering. I see like a blanket, Lord, covering each and every veteran around this world, Lord. And we just say thank you. And Lord, I say to you, please bless Christina, Lord. Bless her, Lord. Bless her. Bless her. I was saying her name together, Lord. Just bless her. Bless this program. Bless everything that she's doing, Father God. Let there be no lack in the resources that she needs to move forward with everything that she is doing, Lord, for the veterans. And as she travels and gets on the airplane today, let there be a hedge of protection over that airplane, Lord. And I just see a covering over all of the veterans now and forever. So let it be written and let it be done. In Jesus' name, we pray. In safety. Name, Amen. Yes, safety. A covering, Amen. a covering over the veterans, a hedge of protection, and safety. And they've got family that they veterans got to know that once they become a veteran, it's forever a family. Beauty for ashes today on the Christina Silva Show with our special subject matter expert. April Whedon White, stunt coordinator, stunt woman, and mom, mentor, and motivator. Today, February 5th, 2022, you'll never be the same again, and I know I won't. You're listening to The Christina Silva Show, a CRS production on the Voice America Variety Network. Stay tuned for more updates, resources, and advancements on the digital airwaves and at a military base near you. April, we love you. Love you too. Blessings. Be safe.